0: Sun of justice. We're given this image today of a sun of heat. And maybe we all love the sun more in different ways. Yesterday, we were, I was hiking the Grand Canyon with a group of students. And um, as you might imagine, it was a little chilly. Um, and we got to the bottom and we found, thankfully, the sun was kind of peeking through the different caverns the um, like different canyons into one area. And so we found an area and sat in the grass and, and just kind of laid there. Actually, I, they were all just talking. I was laying down. But, um, and I could just feel the sun, and it just felt so warm and just felt right. And so we're given this image today. I mean, well, just thinking about the sun for a second. The sun is always present, but in certain moments we feel we notice it more. Kind of like how God, God is always present, and yet in certain moments we might experience his presence more clearly. We're told in our readings that he is going to come with clarity and that he will come with justice, the son of justice. What is justice? A few years ago there was a graduate of NAU and she was in law school then and so she came back and was visiting and I'm like oh you're in school, you've been in school for a few years and so I just said hey, um, what is justice? And, and you would have thought I asked her to explain the meaning of the universe um, and she, she kind of fumbled and she didn't really give me a clear answer um, and she's not alone in that. If, you, if you've ever read the philosophical book Plato's Republic the whole, it's a, it's a great read, it's a foundational philosophical read and the whole question is Socrates walks around and asks people what is justice because everybody has their own perspectives on that well I, maybe we can't define it like that young lady, but we all can feel the effects of what is just and what is not you know when i'm when I'm working really hard at work and my coworker is just standing there talking to me and and then they're not doing their duties and it gets dumped on me, that feels unjust, doesn't it? Or in your, in your lab group or whatever group you have on campus, when you've done your work and that one person who doesn't reply to emails or text messages, just doesn't, it, it does, something feels wrong about that. Or, yeah, when someone commits a crime and that we feel this need for justice, they need to be held accountable, they need to pay, there's even, maybe it's, maybe it's even a slightly controversial or something to be discussed, you know, there's been a movement the last bit of time about, you know, making reparations for descendants of slaves in this country. Georgetown made headlines this spring when they announced they were going to raise a hundred million dollars in order to make reparations to the descendants of the 272 slaves that were sold in 1838 so Georgetown could keep their land. And so there's certain things that, that, that rise up out of us like this demand, it's not even a desire, it's a demand for justice. And, and I would dare argue that that sense of justice is, was put there by God and it, it is fulfilled in God one day when he makes all things right. So let me give you a definition of justice. Justice is to give another their due. To give another their due. If we do a certain level of homework, you know, if our assignment deserves a certain grade, it in justice we get, you know, a certain grade. If, if, if we do work, we get paid well for that, that's justice. If, if someone doesn't do work and gets fired, well that's kinda of justice too, isn't it? But there's two, there's two forms of justice. There's giving God his due, which is actually the virtue of religion. So when people say, I'm spiritual but not religious, we, we're okay with being religious because religion is to give God his due in the way that he asked for it. To be spiritual is to say, well, I just wanna, I wanna live my life how I want to, and I wanna worship God how I want to. I'm like, that's fine. But when it comes between you and God, you don't set the rules, he does. That religion is to, to worship him according to what he asked for. But the second form of justice is giving another their due. Giving, you know, how we treat other people. The prophet Malachi says that the day is coming when the proud and stubborn will be will be stubble and set on fire. But for those who fear the Lord, they will arise the son of justice with its healing rays. That for those who are evil, you could say, that's kind of a blanket statement, but, but the fire will, will burn them up, that um, evil cannot stand. And so even within us, what is Purgatory, that, that phase, if you will, between here and heaven, that everything that's not of God will be burned away. Because God himself, you could say, is a, is a burning fire of eternal love. And so for those who love God, the warmth of his love is so consoling and healing. It strengthens us. It renews us. And so, as we look at our world, we can kind of look around and see that, well, justice is not here yet. You know, our psalm today says, The Lord comes to rule the earth with justice. And we're like, Well, there's a lot of injustice out there. And Jesus says that all these things are going to happen there'll be wars and insurrections. Well, we could start making a list of that. There will be, nation will rise against nation. There will be earthquakes, famines, plagues, natural disasters. That people will be persecuted, seized, and handed over to synagogues and prisons, led before kings and governors. That there's gonna be a lot of, I don't know, injustice. There's gonna be a lot of turmoil. And that those who even live justly, those who live rightly, will be misunderstood and persecuted. However, for those who are just, those who are just not a hair on your head will be destroyed. When I, when I hear these readings, when I read through them, I mean, they're kind of, some people might say it's fire and brimstone, what Jesus is talking about. I actually feel, I felt a lot of consolation. Because you and I, we we experience the turmoil, we experience the the tension, but what Jesus is saying is it's okay. Like I'm going to come and we're gonna make everything right. And in that sense of injustice you feel, it's right, and I'm gonna make things right. And you don't have to you know freak out, you know, like, oh God's not in control, or or I have to do it myself, I have to make everything right. Or, I need, yeah, I need people to give me what's my due, which is something Jesus never said. I don't have to worry about that, because God's gonna do it. That's not my responsibility. That, That my responsibility is to come to God, which is just, and to acknowledge where I've sinned and fallen short, and what do I receive from him, but the healing warmth of his love that says, it's okay. Come come closer and let me make you just. Let me make you right before me. That I can't do that myself, but his mercy makes me right. His mercy makes me ready to see him face to face and to go to heaven. Now, I... I know that I've wronged people. Um, You know, when a priest wrongs people, it's not always public knowledge, well, until people start talking, and then it becomes very public, right? But I'm gonna be held accountable for that. And I think if it's possible, where I can, I want to apologize and say I'm sorry and make it right. And that this is the time to do it, Not, not when I've died. I know I I can't undo the harm that was caused, and I know that I'm going to be held accountable, but I can go to God now and allow him to already be converting me and to be making things right in my heart now. But you know what that also means? It means that the God of justice, that, that for all the times that I have been wronged, that nobody felt that more deeply. Nobody nobody has experienced the injustice that I've experienced more than the God of justice. That Jesus, who's innocent, chooses to unite himself with the guilty on the cross and to experience the injustice of suffering even though he's innocent. And that it means that for any time I've been wronged in my life, the times that I've been gossiped about, the times that I've been taken advantage of, or lied to, or, or abused, or manipulated. That Jesus was actually right there with me. That Jesus was crying out with me, this is wrong. And that Jesus has a plan to make it right. Not, he, can't, he won't undo it, what, was happen, what happened in time. But he will bring about a greater restoration a greater healing and redemption than if that stuff never happened. That he will hold all people accountable. I don't, it's not my job. I don't need to hold on to that anger, but I can experience his forgiveness and peace and, and leave retribution and justice in his hands. And so my job, like the last sentence of our gospel today. It says, by your perseverance, you will secure your lives. My job is to persevere. My job is to imitate Jesus in forgiving others, into humbling myself and offering everything to the Father, to apologize when I need to, and to keep going knowing knowing that he's with me every moment, that any wrong I experience in any way, that he knows and he loves me, he's with me, and that he'll make it right. And so one day, I will see him face to face, but the beauty is that already, that just just like the sun is out right now, and I can't feel the rays necessarily, that Jesus is with us now. And maybe I don't feel his presence or his love in this particular moment, but as I sit here and reflect upon it, that the God of justice, the God of love, the God of warmth and empathy, all those things, that that God is with me right now, loving me, wanting to make all things right in time, that I can even now experience the warmth of the Son of Justice.